the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you now and always. Welcome back, my brothers and sisters, to Pointing to the Saviour of the World. With me, Patrick Tefeu, your host today. On the sixth Sunday of Lent, Year C, also known as Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday. We gather to praise God, to listen to his word, to pray for our needs and those of others, and to remember our brothers and sisters who have gone before us, marked with the sign of faith. We remember especially Canisius Fulumae and John Kuvinu. Let us pray in the words that Jesus himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Brothers and sisters, today, the sixth Sunday of Lent, the Church celebrates both Palm Sunday and Passion Sunday. On this day, we remember and relive the events which brought about our redemption and salvation. One woman who was an intimate part of these events was an anonymous lady later named Veronica, who, out of love and pity for Jesus, used a cloth to wipe his face and was gifted with the face of Jesus on it. The name Veronica comes from two Latin words, vera, meaning true, and icon, meaning image. And these two words mean true image. This refers to the image of Jesus' face left on the cloth. As Christians, each one of us is supposed to be a Veronica, a true icon, a true image of Jesus. As we enter into Holy Week, 
We are challenged to look into the eyes of Jesus like Veronica did. Praying for the grace not to be afraid to love. Not to be afraid to bring him all our sins. To bring to him our hurts, our doubts, our troubles, our hardness of hearts, our hypocrisy, the contradictions of our lives, our secrets, our everything. Trusting him with them. When we do this, Jesus will transform us, making us into a true image of himself. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two disciples, saying, Go into the village opposite, where on entering, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it, as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, and throwing their garments on the colt, they set Jesus upon it. And as he rode along, they spread their garments on the road. As he was drawing near, at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the multitude said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. The Gospel of the Lord. 
praise to you Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord has given me a disciple's tongue so that I may know how to reply to the weary. He provides me with speech. Each morning he wakes me to hear, to listen like a disciple. The Lord has opened my ear. For my part, I made no resistance, neither did I turn away. I offered my back to those who struck me, my cheeks to those who tore at my beard. I did not cover my face against insult and spittle. The Lord comes to my help so that I am untouched by the insults. So too I set my face like flint. I know I shall not be shamed. The Word of the Lord Thanks be to God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. His state was divine, yet Christ, Jesus, did not cling to his equality with God, but emptied himself to assume the condition of a slave and became as men are. And being as all men are, he was humbly yet even to accepting death, death on a cross. But God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all other names, so that all beings in the heavens, on earth and in the underworld should bend the knee at the name of Jesus, and that every tongue should acclaim Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Christ was humbly yet, even to accepting death, death on a cross. But God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all names. Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. A reading. The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at table 
and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have longed to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, because I tell you, I shall not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then, taking a cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and share it among you, because from now on I tell you, I shall not drink wine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took some bread, and when he had given thanks, broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which will be given for you. Do this as a memorial of me. He did the same with the cup after supper and said, This is the new covenant in my blood, which will be poured out for you. And yet, here with me on the table is the hand of the man who betrays me. The Son of Man does indeed go to his fate even as it has been decreed. But alas for that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to ask one another which of them it could be who was to do this thing. A dispute arose also between them about which should be reckoned the greatest. But he said to them, Among pagans it is the kings who lord it over them, and those who have authority over them are given the title benefactor. This must not happen with you. No, the greatest among you must behave as if he were the youngest, the leader as if he were the one who serves. For who is the greater, the one at table or the one who serves? The one at table, surely. Yet here am I among you as one who serves. You are the men who have stood by me faithfully in my trials. And now I confer a kingdom on you, just as my father conferred one on me. You will eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones to judge the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan, you must know, has God his wish to swift you all like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and once you have recovered, you in your turn must strengthen your brothers. He answered, O Lord, I would be ready to go to prison with you and to death. Jesus replied, I tell you, Peter, by the time the cock crows today, you will have denied three times that you know me. He said to them, When I sent you out without purse 
or haversack or sandals. Were you short of anything? They answered, No. He said to them, But now, if you have a purse, take it. If you have a haversack, do the same. If you have no sword, sell your cloak and buy one, because I tell you, these words of scripture have to be fulfilled in me. He let himself be taken for a criminal. Yes, what scripture says about me is even now reaching its fulfillment. They said, Lord, there are two swords here now. He said to them, that is enough. He then left to make his way as usual to the Mount of Olives with the disciples following. When they reached the place, he said to them, pray not to be put to the test. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw away and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not your will be done. Let your will be done, not mine. Then an angel appeared to him, coming from heaven to give him strength. In his anguish, he prayed even more earnestly, and his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. When he rose from prayer, he went to the disciples and found them sleeping for sheer grief. He said to them, Why are you asleep? Get up and pray not to be put to the test. He was still speaking when a number of men appeared and at the head of them, the man called Judas, one of the twelve, who went up to Jesus to kiss him. Jesus said, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? His followers, seeing what was happening, said, Lord, Shall we use our swords? And one of them struck out the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. But at this Jesus spoke, Leave off, that will do. And touching the man's ear, he healed him. Then Jesus spoke to the chief priests and captains of the temple guard and elders who had come for him. He said, Am I a brigand that you had to set out with swords and clubs? When I was among you in the temple, day after day, you never moved to lay hands on me. But this is your hour. This is the reign of darkness. They seized him then and led him away and they took him to the high priest's house. Peter followed at a distance. They had lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and Peter sat down among them. And as he was sitting there by the blaze, a servant girl saw him, peered at him and said, 
this person was with him too. But he denied it. Woman, I do not know him. Shortly afterwards, someone else saw him and said, You are another of them. But Peter replied, I am not my friend. About an hour later, another man insisted, saying, This fellow was certainly with him. Why? He is a Galilean. Peter said, My friend, I do not know what you're talking about. And that instant, while he was still speaking, the cock crew, and the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. And Peter remembered what the Lord had said to him. Before the cock crows today, you will have disowned me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Meanwhile, the men who guarded Jesus were mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and questioned him, saying, Play the prophet. Who hit you then? And they continued heaping insults on him. When day broke, there was a meeting of the elders of the people, attended by the chief priests and scribes. He was brought before them before their council and they said to him if you are the Christ tell us he replied if I tell you you will not believe me and if I question you you will not answer but from now on the son of man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God then they all said, So you are the Son of God then? He answered, It is you who say I am. They said, What need of witnesses have we now? We have heard it from ourselves, from his own lips. The whole assembly then rose and they brought him before Pilate. They began their accusation by saying, we found this man inciting our people to revolt, opposing payment of the tribute to Caesar and claiming to be Christ, a king. Pilate put to him this question. Are you the king of the Jews? He replied, it is you who say it. Pilate then said to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no case against this man. But they persisted. He is inflaming the people with his teaching all over Judea. It has come all the way from Galilee, where he started down to here. When Pilate heard this, he asked if the man were a Galilean, and finding that he came under Herod's jurisdiction, he passed him over to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. Herod was delighted to see Jesus. He had heard about him and had been wanting for a long time to set eyes on him. Moreover, he was hoping to see some miracle worked by him. 
So he questioned him at some length, but without getting any reply. Meanwhile, the chief priests and the scribes were there, violently pressing their accusations. Then Herod, together with his guards, treated him with contempt and made fun of him. He put a a rich cloak on him and sent him back to Pilate. And though Herod and Pilate had been enemies before, they were reconciled that same day. Pilate then summoned the chief priests and the leading men and the people. He said, You brought this man before me as a political agitator. Now, I have gone into the matter myself in your presence and found no case against the man in respect of all the charges you bring against him. Nor has Herod either, since he has sent him back to us. As you can see, the man has done nothing that deserves death, so I shall have him flogged and then let him go. But as the one man they howled, Away with him! Give us Barabbas! This man had been thrown into prison for causing a riot in the city and for murder. Pilate was anxious to set Jesus free and address them again. But they shouted back, Crucify him! Crucify him! And for the third time, he spoke to them. Why? What harm has this man done? I have found no case against him that deserves death, so I shall have him punished and then let him go. But they kept on shouting at the top of their voices, demanding that he should be crucified. And their shouts were growing louder. Pilate then gave his verdict. Their demand was to be granted. He released the man they asked for, who had been imprisoned for rioting and murder, and handed Jesus over to them to deal with as they pleased. As they were leading him away, they seized on a man, Simon from Cyrene, who was coming in from the country and made him shoulder the cross and carry it behind Jesus. Large numbers of people followed him and of women too who moaned and lamented for him. For, But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep rather for yourselves and for your children. For the days will surely come when people will say, Happy are those who are barren, the wombs that have never borne, the breasts that have never suckled. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, to the hills, cover us. For if men use the green woods like this, what will happen when it is dry? Now with him They were also leading out two other criminals to be executed. When they reached the place called the Skull, 
they crucified him there and two criminals also, one on the right, the other on the left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. Then they cast lots to share out his clothing. The people stayed there watching him. As for the leaders, they jeered at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too, and when they approached to offer vinegar, they said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him, there was an inscription. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging there abused him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us as well. But the other spoke up and rebuked him. Have you no fear of God at all? You got the same sentence as he did, but in our case, we deserved it. We are paying for what we did, but this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Indeed, I promise you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and with the sun eclipsed, a darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. The veil of the temple was torn right down the middle. And when Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. With these words, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he gave praise to God and said, This was a great and good man. And when all the people who had gathered for the spectacle saw what had happened, they went home beating their breasts. All his friends stood at a distance. So also did the women who had accompanied him from Galilee, and they saw all this happen. Then a member of the council arrived, an upright and virtuous man named Joseph. He had not consented to what the others had planned and carried out. He came from Arimathea, a Jewish town, and he lived in the hope of seeing the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. He then took it down, wrapped it in a shroud, and put him in a tomb, which was hewn in stone in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, 
and the Sabbath was imminent. Meanwhile, the women who had come from Galilee with Jesus were following behind. They took note of the tomb and of the position of the body. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. And on the Sabbath day, they rested as the law required. Brothers and sisters, that desert was 40 days long. Along the way, we dropped coffee and tea, booze and cigarettes, TV and shopping, email and chocolate. We dropped gossiping, nagging, sex, meat, cursing, swearing. We picked up extra hours of prayer, daily mass, weekly confession, spiritual reading, volunteer hours, being nice to little brother and sister, obeying mom and dad, obeying husband or wife, extra money in the plate on Sunday. The devil brought out his best temptations to show us our weaknesses and sometimes he won and sometimes we won. But he knows and you and I need to know if we don't already, God wins. Palm Sunday can be summarized in two words, Hosanna and crucify him. Well, not exactly two words, maybe three. It is called Palm Sunday, signifying the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem with people laying down their palms for him to trample upon. Sometimes it's called Passion Sunday, indicating the beginning of Holy Week and the beginning of the betrayal of Jesus by, Jude, by Judas and the utter rejection by the same people who shouted Hosanna, now asking that he should be crucified. On this note, this Sunday is rightly called Palm Sunday of our Lord's Passion. As the early Christians looked back, so many events of Jesus' passion meant so much. As we look at the passion of Jesus, so many events also take on new meaning for us. We see a whole host of characters who each had a role to play that eventually led to Jesus' crucifixion. The characters which only appear in the Gospel of St. Luke are the two condemned men crucified with him on both sides. They are both not named. However, tradition refers to the repentant criminal as Dismas and the unrepentant criminal as Gestus. The fact that they are not named, however, invites us to consider how are we like them? 
How are we like these two men? In what areas of my life am I like Gestus? In what areas of my life am I like Dismas? Once we realize that it was our sins that crucified Jesus, we can see these different characters in the Passion representing our sins which caused Jesus to die. We remember the love of our Lord for us which caused him to suffer for our sins. Let us love the Lord. Let us love the Lord. Let us love the Lord in return. God destroys death and he continues to do so through us. The events related this day make us the people of life. They renew our conviction that God cares about human life and that we must as well. In the light of the passion and death of Christ, which is the passion and death of God himself, no human being can be indifferent to violence. In the light of what Christ did to rescue us from death, we realize our call to rescue others from death. This rescue starts with the most vulnerable human beings in our midst, the children still living within their mother's wombs and deprived of the right to life by abortion. Some are tempted to take life rather than sacrifice themselves to protect and nurture it. Yet, when we see what God has done for us today, we find that the very meaning of life is to give ourselves for the good of the other. In the light of Palm Sunday, it makes no sense to hold back on our love or to hold back on our sacrifice on behalf of human life. And it is that simple truth that palm branches we carry home today are meant to remind us of throughout the year that we are there to love, to sacrifice on behalf of human life. Let us run to the cross of Christ, thanking him for the eternal life he brings and resolving to be the people of life in the world. The blood of Christ saves us. The devil has lost his hold on humanity by the blood of Christ. All of us and each of us by the blood of Christ sacrifice he made for us. Death has been defeated by death. Eternal death has been defeated by death on the cross. The fruit of disobedience has been destroyed by the fruit of obedience. Pride has been defeated by humility. Hate has been defeated by love. And we are participants in all this. We are participants in the victory of the cross. For like Dismas, we accept the death of Christ as our pathway to heaven.
Remember us, Lord, when you come into your kingdom. Brothers and sisters, Palm Sunday and the passion of Jesus add some extra movement and voices to our celebration. As we begin Holy Week, we are urged and challenged to embrace Jesus on more than just an intellectual and cerebral level, but to engage our bodies, to engage our minds, to engage our spirits on this faith walk with Jesus. As we draw closer to Easter, we should ask, have our Lenten practices given us hope that we will be different by Easter? Or have we simply lived this season so that we will come out just the same or worse than we started it? We are called not to acclaim the Lord merely with our lips or just on certain days of the year, such as today, Palm Sunday, but with our very lives. We are called to acclaim the Lord Jesus, our brother and saviour, with our very lives, each and every day, each and every moment of our life. Blessed Charles de Foucault put it in terms of proclaiming the gospel with your life. How we live should be different from the way someone who does not believe in God would live. That means evaluating how we use our time, how we use our talents, how we use our words, our thoughts, our deeds. We not only evaluate though, but also change what needs to be changed. Amen. Through Jesus Christ who accepted the passion and death so as to defeat evil and obtain for all a new life, we bring our pleas in confidence to God. As Holy Week begins, let us pray for the leaders of the church that they will have the health, the strength and the courage to lead the world to a true understanding of Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those in conflict with their own conscience, may they accept the forgiveness of Christ and return to trust in him. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the members of our own families who have given up the practice of their faith. May we be good examples who will embody 
the love of Jesus for them, enabling them to turn again to the Lord. May we be Veronica for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the sick and those who care for them, that the Lord Jesus may heal the sick to wholeness in mind, body and spirit, and to comfort those who look after them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the dying, may they be prepared for a good death. Give to them the assurance of your presence even in the darkest hour of their passing. For you are the resurrection and the life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those who have gone before us in faith. Remember especially Canisius Fulmai and John Covinu and all our loved ones, friends, relatives who have died. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. For our own personal intentions and those who have asked us to pray for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We now ask Mary, our mother, to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God, hear the prayer of your church and your people. Grant to all humanity faith in your promise and hope in the resurrection to new life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, I wish you a holy, holy week. We finish like we began. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.